0: You are listening to World Harvest Church's weekly podcast. WHC is a cross-cultural church with passion for reaching the lost and hurting. We are mission-minded and committed to raising up generations of mighty men and women of God. If you're in the Atlanta area, check us out on Sunday mornings at either 9 or 11.15 a.m. or on Wednesday evenings at 7 p.m. From wherever you're listening, we hope this week's message empowers you to grow, grow, and go. And uh, I want to talk about the power—the power to bring change. Say it with me: the power, the power, power to, bring to bring change. And I'm believing God that we're going to experience this change. And so I've got—I've got four scriptures to give you, but they're all in the same book. They're real close to each other. If you'll start off with Matthew, go to the book of Matthew 16. I'm going to read. Go through 16, 17, 18, and 21. Just a couple of verses. The power to bring change. It says here in um, 16, 18, it says, And I also say to you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. And I will give you the keys. I say keys. keys. I'll give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Glory be to God. Now let's go to uh, Matthew 18, the famous scripture. I mean, number 17, I should say, uh, verse um, 20. And Jesus said to them, Because you unbelief, for I surely I say to you, if you have faith as a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, Move from here to there, and it will move, and nothing will be impossible for you. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Then Matthew 18, 18, 18 through 20. Assuredly, I say to you, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loose in heaven. Again, I say to you, if, if two of you agree on earth concerning anything that they ask, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. For where two or three are gathered together in my name, I am there in the midst of them. One more, 21, 21. See, it's all in the same area. You got your Bibles. Jesus said to them, Assuredly I say to you, if you have faith and do not doubt, you not only do what was done to the fig tree, because he just spoke to it, but also if you say this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea, will be done. And whatever things you ask in prayer, believing you will receive. Father, make alive the word, I pray. Holy Spirit, just do a revelation in us. Help us to get a fresh word and help us to act upon what you declared that we can receive the blessing and benefit in Jesus' name. Everybody said amen. Amen. I want to say these things. Prayer releases God's power. Prayer releases God's power so you can receive that which heaven has in store for you. Prayer does that. It's the the power to bring change. I don't know about you, there's a lot of things that want to change. And some things don't change real quickly. Some things do. You know, wonderful, you pray for something and just there it is the next day, the next week. But other things, like you're standing in faith for a mate, a helpmate. And as they say down south, if you're a woman, Lord, where is he at? <laughs> if, you're, if you're a man, where is she? You know, there's things that take time. I will say this that healings, most healings, are not instantaneous. Most, take time. You've got to stand in faith, not back off to bring about that what God has working for you. So we look at this thing about prayer. we got to look at prayer. It's the power to bring change. He said to Peter, I give you keys. Whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth shall be loose in heaven. Then Matthew 18, 18 and 19 says, Whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Other translations said, whatever you bind on earth, there's that which is already bound in heaven. That which is loosed on earth is already loosed in heaven. So keys represents authority and power. I was in Jerusalem. We're going to go back there as soon as they lift the COVID mandates. Uh... And there's the most famous Christian church. It was started, like, in built in the 1300s. It's called the Church of the Open Sepulchre. Now, in that church, it's humongous. This has many layers. It's ancient. It's medieval, and they have various sects of Christianity. Has anybody ever been there? Know what I'm talking about? Various sects of Christianity go in there, and they got you got the monks, the Greek Orthodox. You got, I mean, you got every brand and flavor. And they say, this is where Jesus was killed. and This is where he rose again. They got it all conveniently in one church. Um, <laughs> but this was done many years ago. Uh, actually, it may be on the eve. I've got to check this out. But um, when Rome was divided into Eastern Roman Empire, Western, and Constantinople, uh, part of the Byzantine Empire, one of the wives of the empress ran around Israel and made this is so holy, this is holy. Wherever she pointed, they'd build a sepulcher or a church. Um, be that as it may, that church is considered the Christian church for the city of Jerusalem. It's very historic, you can tour it. Well, make a long story short, there are Muslims back about the 1300s, 1400s. They had these different Christian sects. They had someone who had to lock the place up every night. But they had fights going on between the Christians. But who's going to lock it up? And they weren't lock it up right. So they decided they're going to hire a Muslim to lock up the Christian church. It's a true story. And from the 1400s, They selected a Muslim family, and to this day, their descendants from those selected in the 1400s are still there today. Muslims lock up the Christian church. This does not speak well of the Christian faith. But nonetheless, there was a man there who got saved under one of the ministries in, and I happen to know her, Karen Dunham, I think her name is, and... um, She got this guy. He was healed of cancer, saved, and he was part of the guard that locked this in and out. Well, there was a missionary that I was driving with in a car in Jericho, and and we got T-bone. We had a, I mean, I'm in a car wreck in the streets of Jericho. So the man driving it, as they say down south, not Arab, he was an Arab. So. This hay wrap is all excited and hot. And the guy's got his car smashed, this missionary. And it was this precious car. Well, cars in Israel, the tax is like over 100%. Anything you bring in is over 100%. So if you have a $20,000 car, if you have a $40,000 car, it's 80-some thousand. I think it's over 100%. So it's like very expensive. And so he didn't know what to do. So I said we would fix it for him, which costs us. Money, the church. We fixed it for him. So when he came by, he said, you know what? That man died of old age, that man. And he gave me the key to the church. And I'm giving it to you. I said, wow. He said, this is considered the key to Jerusalem. I said, thank you. I have it now. So what I'm going to do is, when I go to Israel next time, late at night, I'm going to go down there. Put this key in the door. Just make sure it unlocks and see what happens. I'm not going to do that, but I have the key. I mean, don't ask me how I got the key, but I got the key. I got the key to number one church. I can get in. And you should see this thing. It's like, it's like it's hundreds of years old. This is like key with a capital K. But when you have a key, you have access. It gives you authority. So Jesus is saying... Listen to me. In prayer, you have power. You have authority. You can unlock stuff. You can unlock stuff. But it only works for those who believe it and those who act upon it. you got to act upon what I'm about ready to talk about. If you don't act upon it, it'll pass you by. Is everybody still out there? So we are not left hopeless and helpless on this planet, but God has made available to us that we can bind and we can loose, and He said, "Whatever is bound in heaven, whatever is bound, whatever you bind on earth is is bound in heaven." That's what Jesus said. Lord, in the Lord's prayer, Father, Your kingdom come, Your will be done. Now I know one thing that I can that we can bind sickness because that's not in heaven. I can bind it here. I can take care of poverty down here because that's that can be an evil spirit because it starts in our thinking. And so uh, we got to understand that faith. We have to operate faith to bind and loose. You cannot, what, what things you desire, when you pray, believe you receive and you shall have. That's Mark 11:24. 24. You can't escape that. But we got to pray. We got to pray that, that this authority we have, we know, we, we know how to execute in Jesus' name. Now I want to focus on the prayer of agreement, which is what this is, the power of agreeing. Everybody say agreeing. Now, when it, now we cannot take or add anything from the Bible. It's just, it says, Jesus said, Jesus said these words. I'll read it again. I say to you, if two of you shall agree, everybody say agree, agree. on earth. Now uh, It's interesting. He says, uh, two of you agree on earth. He makes a qualification so you don't reach up to mama in heaven. <laughs> mama, I know you're up there. I got this need. I want to agree. And if you're from a Catholic background, I love the Catholics. We love the Catholics. There are saved Catholics, there are spirit filled Catholics. But the Catholics tend to look, if you're in a Catholic background, my wife's raised Catholic. She's from St. Louis. And I didn't realize that's what they call it St. Louis. That's a very Catholic city, founded by Catholic priests, by everything. And got, every church is a Catholic church. Just it seems that way. But... Um, you have saints, honey, back in the day, right? You have saints. And so you pray to the saints. You, get, you try to agree with saints. So it doesn't say that because the saint's no longer here. He's on the stained glass window. Uh, he's, he's, that's, that's where he's at right now. But Jesus said, uh, this is a prayer. He said, the prayer of agreement... The prayer of agreement is not just you praying. It's at least two. It could be more than two. It could be three. But it's at least two. And we have to go to this on purpose. Whenever I do a teaching on this, it always stirs me up. I said, man, i got to get to praying with my wife more. We've got to agree more together. Because this is... Jesus just didn't say things to be flowery. This is to be used. Amen? But he told me... He said, um, agree, get two to agree. And that's, that's, that's more difficult than you think. The Greek word is symponio, S Y M P O N E O. And the actual word means to sound together. We get the word, obviously, symphony, to sound together, a musical instrument. How many know that when you have harmony, especially in singing, it's beautiful? And there's nothing worse than someone who thinks they have harmony but they're out of harmony. Uh, if you're in a choir and you're trying to, there's a tenor section and you got all the sections. Bass. I remember the first time I was in a choir. We, it was a big Assemblies of God church. and It was my first time there. I'm sitting with all these people. And this choir director was like a little rabbit about, you got to be a, I remember, she was singing this song. She says, stop. Someone's off key. Everybody sing again. It's that line right there. That was my row. I'm serious. I'm sweating bullets for my first time. And she says, okay, you row, you sing. We all sang. Stop. It's on the side, this side. I'm part of the side. I'm going, God, I'm going to be a one-day wonder. It got down to three people. It's you three, me and two other people. I said, sing again. He said, It's you, thank God, the guy on the left, you. (laughs) You're out of key. She says, when you get to that part, do not sing. Do not sing. And so we had to do that here in church. We'd have the choir, and people start complaining. They said, I can't carry a tune because there's such cacophonic stuff going around. It gets me out of I get out of tune because they're out of tune. You know, you're trying to ride them. And so... I remember this. We shut the whole choir down. We said, we got new rules. You'll go through an audition. We'll go through different keys. We'll see if you can, you know, da-da-da-da. Can you harmonize, symphonize, da-da-da-da? And da, people go, da-da-da. No, no, no. Da-da-da-da. No, no, no. You're out. People love their voice. They would, one after another, we, would, we lost about half the people. Out the door they went. But the choir was so much better. Uh, it's, <laughs> but you have to symphonize in prayer. He says you got to learn how to symphonize in prayer. And you have to agree in line with God's word. Now this thing of agreement is a big thing. When you come to agreement, you go say, okay, what are you agreeing? Well, I am believing God for this. If it's a faith thing that's out there, I say, I can't agree with that. That's beyond me. Your faith is just, what? I'm believing for a gold Rolls Royce, but you're driving a 2002 Toyota. And nothing wrong with that. But what's your income? No, I'm just, no, 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 no. I cannot agree with that. I will not agree with that. It's got to be in line with the word of God. And it's got to be in line with your faith. Does that make sense? You can't just put your faith. Uh, we should stretch our faith. But some people, they stretch it way too much. Or like, okay, on a time frame. Where, where, where can you agree on a time frame? It's got to be tomorrow. I can't agree with that. I'm not going to say tomorrow. But will come to me. No, I'm not going to agree with that. And if it's for a helpmate, don't give me a month. I don't agree in a month. I may go the most, the least I go maybe a year in one year, but don't give me a month. It's just—does that make sense? Symphonize. We got to. This thing about agreeing is more important than you know. I know you said that. Well, I agree. No, no, no. If you're gonna say you agree, you better be able to say it inside of here, and don't just say it because you want to please that person because they're believing for a three-legged frog and God has no three-ragged frogs, okay? You say, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. Amen. Amen. And so, uh, it sh- now, now listen, it says, you got to both come. It says, I say to you, whatever, I mean, here we go. Again, I say to you, if two of you agree on earth, you got to be on earth, agree, symphonize, <laughs> concerning anything they will ask, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. The promise is, it shall be done for them by my Father in heaven. Now, I know this is, I've done this before, maybe about 10 years ago, if you've been here. I preached a similar sermon. I might do it again tonight, because the faith of people got this high. I had the leaders, deacons come down. I'll never forget it. I said, if you come forward, I, I laid the ground rules. If you are looking for what you need, I want you to formulate in your heart what you want from God and make your step here and agree with that person in front of you that this is going to happen for you. Because, I mean, you have to think about this. Does Jesus just say words or does it mean something? You get two if you symphonize. So you've got to discuss things. And just, okay, I I don't, let me put that, I can't go there, can't go here. Well, what can we? I can agree that you'll receive a new job by the end of the fall. Well, someone says, well, I need it early. Okay, we'll move it up. But I I have to agree with, it's real. You know what? But my faith can get into. They prayed these prayers. I prayed prayers with people. For the weeks after that, Testimony after testimony after testimony. People say, you won't believe it. That came to pass. That came to pass. That came to pass. That. I mean, it was like answer after answer after answer. Why? We acted on the word. We we found someone to agree. My wife and I, we go through some tough times. I remember one time, we had a real tough time in ministry, and things were not working. I said, honey, let's get up early in the morning. Because I like to pray by myself. She prays by herself. But let's on purpose come together and write out. Remember that? We got like at 5 in the morning. We'd sit up right by our beds, get a cup of coffee so we could not go back into bed. Uh, and so we just wrote out, writing out. We got this issue, we got this, we wrote it out. Remember that? I'll never forget it. We did it for like about six, seven, eight weeks. Every morning, write it out. We had more prayer success. When we came to agreement, Within a week, two weeks, or a month, it was fixed. It was like uh, human relationships were resolved, issues were taken care of, and it's like uh, we'll we'll agree on some, some things more on the, as we get them. But I'm telling you, you this I'm, I'm trying to say this: you act on the word of God on Matthew eighteen nineteen. It's not a, just a perfunctory duty. It's something in the spirit that God laid down for us. And a husband and wife can be more powerful than you and anything you shake a stick at. When a husband and wife come in agreement, look out. Amen? Is everybody out there? Okay, so we've got to agree also in line with the word of God and uh, in line with your level of faith. But we've got to ask of God after we come to a, agreement. Now, it says in John 14, 12 and through 14. Let's go to John 14, 14. Jesus said, whatever you ask in my name, that I will do. Whatever you ask in my name, that will I do. Let's talk about binding and loosing a minute. That word, he said, now that's a different prayer than John 16. Those in Bible school have already got this one time. John fourteen, you notice he didn't say pray to the Father. He said just ask in my name. John sixteen, verse twenty two to twenty three to four, he says, and in that day you'll not ask me anything, but no nothing. Most surely I say to you, whatever you ask the Father in my name, He will give it you. Let me just give a little teaching here. Proper prayer is never to Jesus. Proper prayer is always to the Father in the name of Jesus. That, well, he says the Lord's answered my prayer when I talk to Jesus. Well, he's just giving you freebie because you're ignorant. But you'll be more powerful in prayer the more you line up with the word. You pray to the Father in Jesus' name. And let me just add a little antidote here. Not Father God. Some people in their prayers, everything is Father God and they get in a rut, and they'll use Father God every other word. So Father God, I want you to know, Father God, that they were going over the Father God, to this Father God. And if you got a long prayer meeting and you hear Father God, you get a twitch. Not everything is Father God. Can you just slow down and just call him Father? He's, he's a father. He's your father. Amen. I'm trying to help people here. He is your father. So in John 16, he says, whatever he asks the father my name, he'll give it you. But in John 14, he says, in my name. Now let me just say this. This is where binding and loosing comes in. Binding and loosing. What are we binding? (laughs) Mother-in-laws. What are we binding? In Jesus' name, you bind... That which is coming against you, it's always satanic in nature. You're binding, like Jesus rebuked the devils. Jesus commanded the storm to be still. So you don't, in Jesus' name, you don't, God doesn't say, go to the Father to bind the devil. He says, I give you the keys to bind the devils, okay? Bind the devils of you, bind the devils of other people. You can. Loose angels, you can loose the presence of God on people. You can pray the blessing, you can loose the blessing. See, there's, it's like you give God the authority to give it out because you are in a place of authority. He's given you keys to unlock blessing, to loose blessing and to bind up the evil one. Amen. Now in heaven, devil has no power, he's already bound. He needs someone down here that He can move on their behalf because they vocalize and put their faith up to heaven. That's how it happened. It will not happen automatically. It'll be happening because you stepped into prayer. Now listen, you can be powerful in prayer by yourself. It's in the Bible. Mark 11, 24. What things do you desire? When you pray, believe you receive. That can be just you, your faith but you can be powerful in prayer by yourself, but you can be far more powerful when you connect with some other person and take the time to really symphonize. I mean, really from spirit to spirit, your spirit connects with their spirit and what you agree on, you've talked it through, this is the word, and now you come in agreement. There is greater power when you come in agreement There is by you praying by yourself. Well, where'd you get that? In the, uh, Right here. It's called the power of agreement in the spirit. Now we know this just in the natural. When there's agreement in the spirit, we talk about the spirit of unity. When there's unity, like on a mission team, there's greater power. If there's disunity, there's greater, and there's strife. I mean, the power leaves. The anointing leaves miracles. Leave. I mean, there's just like the biggest thing I have to do on staff is keep everybody facing the right direction. And the thing I have to watch out for is negative attitudes. People cop attitudes. A bad attitude is as dangerous as cancer, because it will spread. Because we're, we 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 propose to be negative. We just I don't like it. No, I don't like it either. It takes a mature person. Say, oh, we don't say that here. Zip your lip. Go to God. Get your heart right. Next, that's a true leader. That's a true leader. A baby, tell me more so we can pray better. Oh, my God. (laughs) The stuff we do in church is amazing to me. And so if you, he says, look, look, look at these words. He says, it will be done, King James, it shall be done for them. If you agree on earth concerning anything they ask, line up with the word of God, it shall be done for them by my Father in Jesus' name. So we've been given this authority. And I think you know what happens. We're not using the authority we've been given. There's more power available than we know. We just to do purposely, do it. Um, and I'm quickened by my own heart. My wife and I get to get back together because other things we're looking for Amen? So let me ask this question. Did God put this in the Bible just to, just to fill up space, to be nice? And, and, this, and, this, and it's nice. You put it on your wall. It's <laughs> a nice saying. Uh, no, it's ours. And so the Bible has some, it's not just a, a possibility, you know, if you agree uh, touching anything else, it's a possibility. It just may, it just may happen. No, it's not going to maybe happen. It's going to happen. Now, the Bible says in Deuteronomy 32:30, 30 30, one can put a thousand and two can put ten. In Leviticus, I looked these up. In the book of Leviticus, chapter 26, 8, it says, Five of you will put a hundred to flight, and a hundred of you will put ten thousand to flight. So you may be mighty in prayer, but you can be mightier when you group yourself together. The greater the power, greater power is released when we come together. I'm thinking about in the Bible of of, um, agreeing prayer. Paul and Silas, Acts 16. They're in Philippi, the jail. They were beaten. They were locked up. It said at midnight they prayed and they praised together. There's something about coming together. I know. We said, well, did they pray the prayer of agreement? Well, they're acting in, as one. And the power of God hit the place. They had an earthquake. It shook everyone's shackles off and opened up every door. It was a supernatural occurrence. I think about the disciples in the upper room. It says, all with one accord. Now, that's called united prayer. Uh, it takes me a while to get this, but if you're all you're, if you're line Pentecostal, they come down the altar, everyone prays out loud in whatever language they have, in English. Has everybody been in one of those prayer meetings? Has everybody done that? Everybody, they just come together and everyone's praying out loud. It's just they all pray because they're not praying for one another, they're praying to God. But they'll pray in English, some are praying in tongues, But it's unified thing. they're coming together. That's why the devil does not like meetings, prayer meetings where we all come together because if one can put a thousand, two can put 10,000. But it says if you agree... On anything. There's great power when we come together corporately to say, God, I want to see this happen in the name of Jesus. We can change things on the planet in the name of Jesus. We can change it. I remember uh, there's this guy, a Baptist. Thank God for the Baptists. The early Baptists, we just thank God for the message of always the faith and of bringing people to Christ. They're good on that. But years ago, there was this doctor. He was a pastor of a big church in Dallas, but he talks about his early stories. He said, I remember I had a brush shopper in West Texas, and I was out there, and I was, had this meeting on this ranch, and people were coming in the, in the evening. And I had this rancher come up to me. He said, Do you believe Matthew 18, 19? He said, I don't even know what Matthew 18, 19 is. Look it up. Yeah, I agree with that. He said, you really agree with that? Yeah, okay, good. I finally found a preacher that agrees with that. But what's the deal? He said, I've got a foreman that I want to bring tomorrow night. And he's not saved. His whole family. I want to bring him. I want you to agree with me that they get saved tomorrow night. He thought, at the moment, I said, okay. Put our hand together. He said, it's going to happen. We said, we agree in Jesus' name. His name was John. John, his whole family, has got three kids, going to get saved tomorrow night. We we agree. We spoke it out. We agree together. The power of agreement. He said, I've been looking for someone to agree with. No one will ever do it. But he says, because it's too strange. He said, I went to bed that night, and my head began to mess with me. What did you just do? Just agreed that agree that this, couple, this, this family's going to come. You don't know that. I mean, but now I'd fight, well, the Bible does say that. Yeah, but how do you know he's going to, sh- how do you know they're going to get saved? No, 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 but the Bible does say that. The Bible does say that. Jesus did say that. He said he's there the next night, and he's preaching, I see no rancher, and I see no family. I'm just preaching, oh, well, all of a sudden, later in the service, here comes the rancher, and he's got the family. He said, okay. He said, I looked at that man. His name was John, his wife and three kids. And I forgot everybody else. I just preached straight to them. I mean, I just preached straight at them. I just let them both barrels, boom, boom. And then I did the altar call. Had them play the music. I played. Other people were coming, but they never budged. I, had, I played it one more time. They never budged. Play it one more time. They never budged. I just went from in prayer. I said, God, we prayed this prayer. I'm going to leave it with you. I'm going to just give it to you. I'm going to pray. I'm going to sing it one more time. As he sang one more time, the 13-year-old, and the child shall leave him, got up and came and knelt. Then all of a sudden, another little kid got up and knelt. After a while, another little kid got up and knelt. Then mama got up and came down. Then finally, Big John got up and came down. The whole family got saved that night. And i tell you what, that pastor was so thrilled. He said, I got done with that. So then the the man who started this off, he said, good. We got that taken care of. I got another one for tomorrow night. He said, wait a minute. He said, you know what? I'm ready to go for it. I just saw that family come in. He said, who do we have? He gave the name tomorrow night. Now, they had to come. He said, I'm bringing them. All right, this is where they got to get the agreement. Amen? They got to get to hear the gospel. They can't get saved. They don't hear the gospel. Does that make sense? So he said, I'm bringing them. They're going to pray. He said, we prayed. The next night, that new family showed up. The next night, they got saved. He said, we had a two-week revival. And every night, we prayed for another family. And every night, they'd come and got saved. He said, I've never seen it work so well. He said, I know it was a prayer of agreement. We came in agreement and said, this is what we're standing on. It's going to happen. We believed it. We agreed, and God manifested. Don't tell me prayer can't change the things in the lives of other people. It can change things in Jesus' name. And so I know that God has things in your life that he's saying, do you want change? But it's in your hands. I give you power to bind and loose. And when I say prayer meetings in the morning, early morning hours, I say find an agreeer. People always say, oh, find someone. No, no, no. I mean, this is really real. Find someone that you can say, can you stand with me on this in Jesus' name and trust God to do the supernatural for your life. Amen? I want to say this. Do you dare to believe it? Yeah, I believe it. Then you, do you dare to act upon it? I dare to act upon it. Then I believe you're going to see greater results in prayer when you find an agreeer. And the Bible says two or three. It doesn't have to be two. At least two. It could be three. It could be four. But the more you add, it's harder to get agreement. Does that make sense? Because, but you can pray. And so I believe that there's power available to the church and he wants us to use it. It's a key. Amen? Yes. In the name of Jesus. And you husbands and you wives, you need to come together. If you're fighting for jobs, you need to just agree, write it down. My wife and I, at all times, we'll write it down in Jesus' name. And then come in agreement. Watch God work supernaturally. Amen? Amen. So I believe in God that tonight we're going to see the hand of God move for you in supernatural ways. Let me pray. Father, I pray for each one here in the sound of my voice. Thank you once again for listening to World Harvest Church's podcast. World Harvest Church is pastored by Pastor Merrick and Linda Houghton in Roswell, Georgia. If you're interested in learning more about us, please visit our website at whcga.com. Like our Facebook page and subscribe to our YouTube channel by typing WHCGA into the search bar on both platforms and we hope you have a blessed week.